welcome to this special edition episode of the Freewheeling Podcast. Today features an interview that I did with Kaylee Kornhauser and Marley Blonsky, two women who are changing the perception of people who ride bikes. They made a film in partnership with Shimano, All Bodies on Bikes, that was filmed during the summer of 2020 of a bikepacking trip they did. The point of the film that they made is a headfirst dive into hard conversations about society's obsession with weight, growing up fat, and issues of disordered eating. It's a topic that is really relevant to the cycling community. We've talked about it many, many times on freewheeling. The pressure within the sport, whether you're a professional and amateur or just like riding a bike, the pressure to be thin and what people will go to in order to look a certain way. It's not even just the cycling community. It's also the perception of what uh, attractive is that society puts on everybody, not just women. You can also check out Mike Mikey Better's piece that he did on cyclingtips.com about having bulimia and everything that he went through. It's a very moving story. Unrelated to that, Kaylee and Marley are taking back the word fat and removing the negative connotations along with it. I had an amazing time chatting with them. They're really fun. If you want to check out their social medias, I've linked them in the bio below and make sure to check out the film. It will be on cyclingtips.com. It is also on bike.shimano.com. And thank you so much for listening to this episode. I loved the beginning, Kaylee, when you crashed because <laughs> it was just yeah. like, it was one, I had a podcast recently with um, this woman, Ellery Slater, who works for Pivot Bikes. And her and I had this whole conversation about how in order to make cycling more inclusive, we have to make it seem less rad. <laughs> yeah. And it was like this moment where you were, you looked so rad just mountain biking and then you crashed and it was like so relatable <laughs> that I really, I'm really <laughs> glad that that made it into the final film. Cause I just was like, oh, great moment. Great moment. <laughs> when I fell, the film crew was like, yes, like we were hoping we might catch a fall just kind of to do that, like to show some relatable, like relatability. And, you know, I'm not a, a, very good mountain biker I just started like a year ago so um they were kind of trying to make it look cool and then have it cut to like look this is just a regular person yeah, cause like I mean everybody <laughs> falls <laughs> like but in all of those fancy mountain bike movies that they make they don't show the falls usually and it was just it set a great mood for the rest of the whole thing I was like this is awesome <laughs> I really like this <laughs> Love that. Anyway, I wanted to talk to you guys about a couple of the things that you discussed in the film. First of all, how did this all come about, the All Bodies on Bikes film? Yeah. Should I start? Uh, you want me to? Yeah, go for it. Um, so um, I was doing um, a lot of like body. I'm Marley. Um, I, <laughs> that's Kaylee. <laughs> uh, I was doing um, a lot of like fat activism work within the bike space. And I um, had presented at the WTF Bike Explorers Summit, which is now the Radical Adventure Riders. They rebranded for more inclusiveness. Um, and I had presented at their first summit in Montana, um, kind of an off the cuff, hey, let's have a discussion about being a larger bodied rider. 
Um, and it generated a lot of um, conversation and realized like, okay, we need to really continue this conversation. Um, around that same time, um, I discovered Kaylee on the internet. I think she was riding across Alaska at the time as part of Lael's, uh, Lael Wilcox's Alaska scholarship um, and realized like, okay, here's another like badass. Um, am I allowed to say that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's who I am, whatever. Um, actually, it's who she is, um, another badass uh, <laughs> uh, fat woman. And so kind of became fangirls of each other um, and realized like, hey, let's do this work together. So um, we did a workshop the next year at the WTF Bike Explorer Summit. And the response to that was like really overwhelmingly positive. Um, so we got feedback from folks like, you need to take this bigger. Like it needs to be beyond um, just women cycling. Like, so we had a plan to present it at the League of American Bicyclists um, National Conference in Washington, D.C. Um, and so we started a GoFundMe to help get us um, our costs covered to go to D.C. And then COVID hit. Um, and I think as part of that, Kaylee had a filmmaker friend who said, we need to get your story out there. Um, and that's how it started. So how did Shimano get involved? Kristen, can you tell me that? Um, yeah, so Shimano is always looking for, you know, opportunities to share people's stories about bikes. Um, and so this, the um, filmmaker for this um, film came, came across Shimano's, you know, uh, screen and, and we just started talking to them and realized that this was a, you know, something we really wanted to get behind. Um, and it's just a story we really wanted to help share. So that's, um, you know, we, we helped bring the story about, but yeah, it's definitely their, their story. And, um, you know, we're just happy to be a part of it. Yeah. So can you talk me a little bit through what your workshops are like that you mentioned in the film? Yeah. Um, so we typically start our workshops by introducing ourselves and how we got into biking, the types of biking we like to do. Uh, and then talk a bit about a couple ground rules that we have. Um, and they're things that actually we'll share out in a resource guide that'll come out. I, I don't know if that was part of the press packet, but um, things like um, acknowledging that we're going to use the word fat uh, and that it's not a bad word in this context and um, that we're going to stay away from diet talk in this space. And then we talk a bit about um, celebrating our bodies. We try to approach biking from a place of joyful movement and doing it because it's fun and feels good and not as some source of punishment to change ourselves. And so um, we then get into things like community building around cycling um, and for people in larger bodies, talk about um, how to make space for folks on, on group rides of all different abilities and, and skill levels. And then how to be an ally to your friends and family in larger bodies. A lot of the people that come to our workshops are not in larger bodies themselves, which is just so neat that people are willing to take the time to learn how to make their friends and family more comfortable. It's like so amazing. Um, and we talk about some practical considerations like um, bicycles have weight limits. Um, some of the components might have harsher wear and tear for larger riders. We talk about safety concerns that go along with that, things to keep in mind. We're not experts on, um, you know, we're not bike mechanics or anything, um, or we don't engineer bike components like Shimano, but, but we have some personal experience. Um, and then 
we talk and my miss what am i missing yeah we talk um we we give resources as far as if you are in a larger body here's some brands that make clothing that fits you um and then we just have a dialogue um or actually we also talk about marketing how um whether you're in a position of power for marketing you know to use uh, stock photography with fat people in it um and just some of the problems with it so we really approach it from both a hey if you're a fat person um, or a person in a larger body here's some tangible resources for you to help make your journey on a bicycle better um but also you know if you're in the industry here's what you can do to make it more welcoming and accepting um and kaylee and i will kind of tailor the conversation depending on who our audience is so like the other day we did a, um, a workshop with the Shimano marketing team, which was awesome and really focused on, you know, making events more inclusive, um, that sort of thing. Um, we did one the other day with a community bike organization and we talked a lot about how to make your rides more inclusive, um, how to make your, your space and your um, community oh, more thanks, welcoming Abby. to That's everyone, great. not just folks in larger bodies. Can you give me some bullet points on how to make your community more inclusive? Yes, definitely. <laughs> um, I think the first one, and this, you know, is not just for people in larger bodies, but setting clear expectations. So, you know, um, what pace is your ride going to go at? Um, publish that and stick to it. Um, that way, you know, if somebody's expecting a 15 mile an hour ride um, that's going to go for 30 miles, they know exactly what to expect and to stick to it. Um, you know, publishing clear guidelines of how much climbing there's going to be, what the intended route is going to be. That helps everybody out and just levels the playing field. Um, help me out, Kaylee. We should have our yeah. presentation up so we can reference it. Uh <laughs> we talk about, you know, removing words that might come with some judgment um, in general, just um, saying a ride is a beginner ride when really it's just a, a certain pace ride so that we're not assuming that folks that ride slower are always beginners. Sometimes they're not. Um, and then in terms of like being an ally individually to friends and family, it's really about think using your body size and your own personal privilege to advocate for friends that, and family that might have less of that privilege. Like things like calling ahead to a bike shop, if you're going to rent or buy a bike to see if there's a bike that will accommodate a, a rider of a certain weight. Um, things like um, speaking up in a group setting to make sure that that uh, speeds are maintained or that uh, everybody's getting a break at the top of a hill um, so that they're not the the slowest riders not the one working the hardest and not getting any breaks that type of thing um, we've all been there yep <laughs> <Definitely>. <laughs> so you guys have said the word fat a couple times and I do want to touch on the subject of this because what I found really interesting in the film was when you were talking about taking it back. I want to kind of get into taking back the word fat and removing that negative narrative that is comes along with it. Yeah. Um, for me as a kid, um, my sister would call me fat all the time, you know, kids on the playground, uh, whatever it was. So as an adult, being able to reclaim that and use it as like a neutral descriptor, just like um, you know, I'm blonde or I'm five two. It's just, it's a very small part of who I am. Um, and I try just not to make a big deal out of it. We've, it's become so weaponized, um, in our culture, um, that I think by putting it out there and saying, I'm a fat woman, um, it really takes the power away. And then you can't insult me with that. I'm not saying that you would necessarily, but you know, average Joe on the street, um, who sees this film says, Oh, look at those fat women. It's like, yeah, 
look at those fat women who just went on that awesome bike packing trip. Like yeah. that's not an insult anymore. If I use it first, you can't use it against me mm -hmm. is yeah. I guess where I'm coming from on it. And like removing, you know, when we think of fat, why do we think of it as a negative? You know, it's like the things we associate with that word, things like lazy or unattractive uh, or, you know, not hardworking. And, um, and I think, reclaiming that word takes away those negatives and then reassociates, you know, fat is a neutral and then also fat as, you know, we're celebrating our bodies um, and they are fat. So kind of trying to reframe it and, uh, and take away some of those assumptions that people make about people when they call them fat. Yeah. And you're celebrating your bodies by riding bikes. Yeah. yeah. Because <laughs> they do these cool, they do they do these cool things. They climb mountains. They go swimming. They have badass tattoos. Like my body is cool, and like being fat is like I said, one tiny thing about it. Well, it's not actually tiny. Uh, <laughs> I do really like your tattoos. They're super cool. Thank you. So why bikes? Why why is it that bikes are the the space that you're making this stand in? Oh gosh, such a good question. I think I think that it, it's like which comes first. I think for us it's like biking came first. Like we just loved biking and then we happened to be fat people who ride bikes. Like we we both had our own journey that got us into riding bikes. Um and for both of us really it came out of a necessity to like get to work and, and groceries without being able to afford a vehicle and then it turned into this passion. I think that's a story so many people have. And we always say in our workshops, like what's universal about us all is that we all have bodies and we all have negative and positive relationships to those bodies. And in this case, we all ride bikes. So we all know what it feels like to have a body and ride a bike. So it's it's been, that's kind of why we're in this space. I don't know. Do you want to yeah. elaborate, Marley? Yeah, for me, why bikes? It's because they're fun, yeah. practical, they're cheap. <laughs> Um, I feel like the cool kids ride bikes. And like when I was selling my car, I would like see these, like, I guess they were hipsters. I don't know, riding, I live in Seattle, riding around. I'm like, I want to do that. How do I do that? <laughs> um, and I've always like, I'm going to be honest. I always wanted to be one of the cool kids. Um, and I felt like the bike was like my entry ticket into that world, I guess. Um, yeah, it's it kind of an aesthetic and a community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a, a running theme through most of the interviews that I do with, with women in the cycling community or women in the cycling industry and women who ride bikes is they get into it and they may be hesitant at first. There's a lot of spandex involved. It's like very intimidating when you walk into a bike shop a lot of the time. Um, it's a male-dominated sport and, and everything, but what keeps people coming back is always the community that you meet and the people that you meet. And the bike is kind of becomes this addictive thing that that comes with a bunch of friends as well, which is really cool. <laughs> yeah. And it's global, you know, it's, you go to Europe or China or wherever you can rent a bike and find community. Um, or at least that's been my experience, you know, regardless of how fat I am, people are like, cool, let's ride bikes. Yeah. So you also, you, in the film, you went on a bike packing trip and at one point it was mentioned that 
the the reason that bikepacking was one of your favorite things is because it's so accessible. So I want to hear a little bit about that as well. Yeah, so I actually teach classes on how to do bike camping or bikepacking or whatever you want to call it, um, because I think it really is, I think it's easier than car camping in some ways, because all you need is like a bike, um, something, a safe place to sleep, um, and a way to eat food, whether that's picking up on, you know, on your way or whatever. Um, and it's just, I think it's a safe and fun way to have a low cost adventure. Um, I think for a lot of folks, outdoors seem like they're inaccessible if you don't have a car. And especially the U.S. is so car centric um, that getting people to like shift their mindset that, oh, I can access these places on my own power um, is really, really powerful, I think. Um, But also showing that it just doesn't have to be this crazy epic trip. Um, It can be an overnighter. It can be to your local state park. Um, So kind of just expanding that, um, I guess, image of what an adventurous trip can look like for different people. Yeah. I think that, and I, and I think we probably have all fed into this narrative that bikepacking is this like epic thing. I know I've fed into that narrative by the the trips that I do and the way that I present myself and what I do for fun is like, you need this gear, right? Or this specific bike. Uh, But really my first bikepacking trip, I just like strapped a backpack on like a backpacking backpack and picked a random road in the Uinta mountains where I was living and just like went up a hill that was not really bikeable like looking back it was just a a, kind of a mess of a trip but it was we didn't know anything we didn't have a route we just like knew okay let's bike we only biked like five miles maybe to a lake and then just you know made a can of soup and the next morning like went back to the car (laughs) (laughs) and it was awesome I think like reframing like Marley said and yeah, it's showing like it is an accessible thing. It's also like not a speed-based way to ride your bike. Um, it's really like you probably will, unless you're like really strong, hike your bike at some point, you know, like we always hike our bikes. I think that's it, like kind of key is like reframing it as like, this is a just a fun way to get outside. And like, even if your bike just turns into a backpack on wheels, like then that, you know, you're just walking it alongside you. That's fine too. <laughs> Yeah, I always stress to folks who are new to it that like, there's a million right ways to do it, whether you know, you have your friend drive out with a car the first time because you might not have the gear and you want to ride your bike. Like, there's nobody writing the rules for this. Like, you don't get a trophy for going (laughs) bike camping. Like, maybe you do in some circles, but in my world, you don't. I want a trophy. (laughs) You should get one. That trip you went on, we went on was hard. It was hard. (laughs) I mean, you also said in the film, there's no one right way to ride a bike. Yeah, exactly. So what did you, what did you mean by that? Like in, in basic terms, what does that mean to you? Like whether you're going fast or slow or an electric bike or, you know, whether you like to race or commute or, you know, whether you're on an adaptive bike, like all biking, all bikes are good bikes and all bodies are good bodies. And let's just celebrate it. And I think drop the judgment that's out there. Yeah. I think cycling in general, it it's fascinating to me when this came across my email and I absolutely love that that it got sent to me and that I can talk to you guys because I think that something that um 
being in cycling that I really struggle with is, is the, uh, body dysmorphia and, and everything that comes along with being an ex-professional, but also just having cycling tied to this athletic thing where like you, you ride bikes to lose weight and, and I, and so this is, this is incredible what you guys are doing. I, I really, really, really like it. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you. Um, I, you know, Kaylee gets into a lot of her background on the film and I really applaud her for diving into that. Cause it's, it's not always easy. Um, and sometimes I feel like the comedic sidekick, um, <laughs> which I'm okay with, um, but you know, I have a lot of empathy, especially for like reading about the, the struggles that pros and ex pros go with through body dysmorphia that, you know, it's not just a fat person's issue. Yeah. Yeah, Kaylee, I wonder if you would talk a little bit about what you talked about on the film and going from having riding a bike thinking this is a way to lose weight and really pun- using the bike as kind of punishment and then moving into having it be a completely different thing, basically the opposite and how you transition yeah. from that. Gosh, I yeah, when I started riding a bike, even just to commute, I imagined like I'm going to lose all this weight, you know, um, and that and it came it sort of came to me in like this innocent way, like, oh, well, I'm moving my body more on this bike. And so I'll probably lose weight. But then it it started to turn into this like really negative thing I talk about in the film, like, I was, you know, riding a certain amount, uh, restricting my food to a certain level, and then expecting that the outcome of of what I ate and did was going to result in some body that was better than the body I was in now and was going to like, make me a cyclist. It was all about like proving that I was a bike rider. Like I needed people to know that I could do it. And it was super negative. I talk about that in the film that for me, that was not going to be a sustainable way to stay riding bikes. It wasn't going to be what got me motivated to ride a bike in the long term. It was going to be really an unhealthy way to approach bike riding. And I don't think that's true for everyone. I think a lot of people that's a successful motivator and, and more power to them. But um, I think it was 2017 that I finally found somebody that recognized, you know, you're practicing disordered eating the way that you're working out is really not a super healthy approach for you, for me as an individual, you know, and, and turned me on to the ideas of intuitive eating and joyful movement. And then I had this Alaska trip coming up um, where I rode across Alaska and I was like, you know, I'm going to go into that trip trying to think of it as like joyful movement and trying to approach it that way. And from, from then on, I have really, I mean, it's a struggle every day. It's not like it's easy as Marley said to just like accept yourself and, and approach things joyfully. I think you need, it's a, it's a conscious decision to do that. It's deliberate. Um, but for me, approaching cycling as a form of joy is does keep me coming back it's what keeps me getting on the bike more and that and that's like what we hope it will do for other people it's like there's another way to approach moving your body and for us moving our body means riding a bike and we hope that you might consider like it should just be fun and then if it's fun you'll want to keep doing it (laughs) yeah I'm impressed that you you were able to recognize that what you were doing was not not a way a good happy way to kind of go Mm. about riding a bike and switch it into loving to ride a bike because I know a lot of people who have um who still just don't know myself included that just I don't know how to ride a bike for fun (laughs) 
Yeah. Oh, it starts with like just riding to a bakery, you know, <laughs> it, start, it starts with like, it starts with community, I think too, right? If you're riding with people you like riding with, mm-hmm. it's, you know, and the people that ride to have fun, I think like that was key, just deciding who I was going to ride with based on the them approaching cycling that way. But it's not, it is not easy. And I can't imagine, you know, I came to cycling through commuting. If you come to cycling through racing, I think it's even that much more difficult to change your mindset. I And I, I can sympathize with that, but I don't know what that experience is like. So what's next for you guys after this film? <laughs> um, Good question. Um, we actually want, we were just talking about this the other day. We really want to offer classes um, to big folks who want to be more confident on bikes. Um, and I think that'll take a virtual for- form at first, um, especially with COVID. And it gives us a wider reach. So like kind of blessings in disguise. Um, I've really learned through this bike camping class um, experience that like setting up a Zoom webinar and offering classes that way is a really awesome way to reach a pretty big audience. Um, so we're going to do that. And then I think as COVID restrictions lift and we come out of this pandemic, uh, doing some bike packing, um, doing some bike riding, hopefully. Um, I can't wait to ride bikes with other fat people. Um, we did a short, you saw it on the, the film. Um, we did a very short group ride and that was amazing. So I can't even imagine what a bike packing trip would be like with like 10 of us. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah, hard to say. I think all those things and then who knows, I guess, you know, <laughs> what's next. Um, but we're definitely hoping to continue telling our story and then also like passing the mic on. There's so many other folks that are that share our experiences and have their own unique experiences. So um, hopefully we'll just get to help elevate other people's stories, uh, too. Yeah. I think on that point, recognizing that, you know, me and Kaylee don't represent all fat folks and the title says all bodies on bikes, but (laughs) we're definitely not representative of all fat people. We're both white women. We don't want to try and, you know, negate that fact. So, well, thank you so much for your time. And for anybody who hasn't seen the film, I highly recommend it. We'll have a link um, in the show notes. It'll be on the website and yeah. Thank you for, for speaking out because I think that this is something that has been a long time coming in cycling and also in the world (laughs) that people just need to be nicer to each other and allow people to just be themselves (laughs) yeah thank you thank you